0: Hey guys, welcome to the Encourage Collective podcast. Um, you're here with me, Brandon Scott, Josh Harney, and our first guest of the podcast, Miss Evan LaValley. Say hello to the people, Evan.
1: Hello. I am Evan LaValley. What do you do? Based out of Big Sur, I am a photographer. I shoot a lot of weddings, um, portraits, some lifestyle stuff as well.
0: Cool. She is an elopement master, too.
1: I do love elopements. She wields light like a sword. (laughs) Yes.
0: One of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the podcast is because you've had a lot of experience um, working from formal offices. You have a studio, um, like a formal photography studio, and you work from home now. Uh, Maybe you can just kind of chat a little bit about what some good like some benefits were about having an office, um, some downsides, why you got rid of it, and maybe some upsides to working at home. Just kind of unpack that. I think a lot of the people who listen to this, they're sort of ranging from like fresh beginners wanting to get into photography or videography um, all the way up to people who are kind of like us and beyond. Uh, And so I think a lot of people think who are just starting out that uh, you're not a legitimate photographer, you're not quote-unquote professional or respected or whatever until you have a place with an address, basically.
1: So I have a lot of feelings about offices. One, that I definitely need to have one because I hate working from home. But ultimately, I think when you first start um, your business, that ideally you're going to work from home so that you're able to kind of save money, work your business, kind of. Basically, it's it's all about financing at the start because I think that everyone would have an office if you could. Um, once I started the gallery, which we have in Carmel with a business partner, and was able to go somewhere, I realized how important mentally that was for me just to get out of the house, get dressed, get um get out of my pajamas, and take a shower. And so and see people because I think for me working from home with the lack of interactions is just really hard and So once we opened the gallery, I just from that point on knew I needed to have an office And so recently I lost my office in Big Sur Which was only because the building sold and so therefore I am back to working from home now and I'm going crazy doing (laughs) that Um, So for me an office is a necessity to balance my mental state and also my workflow. Cause I think when I work from home too, it's like I can get up all day and go walk my dog or go outside and garden. And so work doesn't happen as fast as it would if I stayed in an office. Hmm. Um, but obviously I have gotten to a point where financially I can afford that. And so I realize that that's a luxury, but I think we all can work from home if we have to.
0: Yeah, totally. Josh, you have an office, um, and you kind of always have.
2: Yeah, no, I've always had an office since I've, like, been out of college and on my own pretty much. And um, it's just a workspace, not a storefront or anything, so it's stayed pretty affordable. And it's been, like, yeah, like, I think I would fall into your camp if I started working at home of, like, going crazy now. um, Just because there's a lot more elements of stuff at home and, and, you know, responsibilities and stressors, so it's like a no brainer. Like I'm going to keep it for as long as humanly possible. That's just for me though.
0: Yeah. And you guys both kind of had two different approaches to your offices. Like Evan, when you had yours and then Josh, like currently yours is very Josh, like secretive and sort of looks like a janitor's closet Mm -hmm. hidden in a building um, in the business area of Monterey. But Evans, yours was pretty much like a full on storefront that people yeah, could I mean, kind of walk by Yeah, for me, and
1: stuff. an office is also a space that I'm inspired by, and so I'm such a visual person that spaces are really important to me. Um, not to say that my house, I don't try and create the same way, but going into that office and having it be a place that I was able to kind of decorate how I wanted and mm-hmm. having a lot of windows, which is ironic because I am editing, but mm-hmm. I need all that to have peace of mind. Um, yeah. So I loved going to my office and having kind of the creative flow that I had there.
0: Did you ever have people just stop by though? Because it was in a pretty popular tourist area.
1: Yes. So (laughs) I would have people come in and ask me all kinds of questions because (laughs) it was basically storefront and actually looked almost like I sold stuff out of it. Yeah. Um, But I didn't mind that because I think the social interaction of actually seeing people during the day is so helpful and Mm -hmm. feeding off of just that there's that energy around is. Important versus when you work from home, especially if no one else is in your house during the day. For me, that's hard, yeah. And maybe you only see just your partner at the end of the day when they get home from work, and then you want to talk their ear off because you haven't seen anyone for eight hours,
0: yeah, totally.
2: <laughs> and, Brandon, what's your office situation right now? Or, um,
0: well, I had an office for a couple years, um, in downtown Monterey, also kind of in a very touristy area called Cannery Row, which is sort of the place that everyone goes to when they come on vacation here um and so because of that it had its ups and downs like upside was uh just it felt kind of what you're saying i mean it's like it's really nice to leave the house and feel like you're kind of plopping yourself into the middle of um i don't know middle of community even if it's even if you don't know anybody, it's still nice just being in a place that has a lot of energy that where people are kind of milling about, generally like happy and just stoked. And you kind of, I sort of feed off that a little bit. And um, downsides though were, of course, things like parking or just getting to it before a shoot. And if I'm at home, knowing that I'm going to have to fight my way through the traffic um, of downtown Monterey just to get my camera gear before going. So it like adds an extra hour or something like that. So there's like little inconveniences that we can probably talk t- about a little bit more but um, I did have an office there and then just uh, decided to uh, move into a home office situation about four months ago um, I'm kind of in a doing a big like remodel thing and uh, just in an effort to save money you know the extra four or five six hundred dollars a month adds up um, and I'd much rather or much I should say I, I need to spend that on things like drywall now so um mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm. it, I think like you mentioned you quickly realized that an office is more of a luxury um, than it is a necessity and it just took a while for me to view it that way too mm-hmm. but it started off as a, a shared workspace um, with me and then one of my uh, other photographer friends her name's Anna Howard um, me and Anna shared an office with a couple other uh, creative types and it was a really a really large space and it was really cool having that be sort of my first office experience because um you know though it wasn't like my own dedicated space it was pretty rad being in there uh anna and i were the two who worked there most frequently so we got to to work with each other a lot and it helped that we were both photographers and shot together a lot of the times but it was cool whenever it was maybe just me and the illustrator who was there and um you know it's a creative field it's one that i know very little about but um it was pretty sweet because you just kind of spend all day doing your craft in the same space. And eventually conversations come up and you start to learn about what the other person does and figure out, um, I don't know, just like little, little things about their world that you can insert into yours. And she probably learns a little bit about mine that she can use in her, in her world too. Um, so I don't know, big fan of shared spaces. Also see the merit of working alone, even among the, like the crowds, um, kind of thing i think uh so i'm an i'm an introvert via myers-brigg but i'm kind of in the middle of that spectrum which means uh what
2: <laughs> what are mean, you t- on mean the spectrum the test?
0: <laughs> what via the test you mean yeah the myers Briggs test uh, you guys haven't
2: taken yeah we taken it i just don't know how uh, i don't know i wouldn't call you an introvert but i know you said that and 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 i think you've probably changed a little bit over the last couple of years maybe so
0: no no so this is the thing whether
2: i can like act more like an extrovert
1: now? or more extroverted
2: I'm more possibly more introverted um i do you like think it. i'm more introverted maybe i'm just thinking. <laughs> I, I just know like things like like you were saying somewhere online like you were alone um editing somewhere and you actually got an app that could Simulate a busy coffee shop yeah, so you can
1: yeah.
0: feel better. Oh, like that's it extra so smart. Yeah, I and need the, that. It, see, this this is the thing that I've I've self self diagnosed my, yeah, my yeah I've self diagnosed yeah. myself yeah, yeah with, yeah. and that is I want to be <laughs> I want to be in a crowd of people, but I want to be left alone. So like right. I want to be in a coffee shop, but I don't want anybody to talk to me. Yeah, me too. So whatever okay. you call that, it's like a mix. I think it's a pretty mix. Yeah, I think it's mix that's
2: of, what I was gonna say. Pretty like close to the center maybe a little towards introvert as of the last year or two and just yeah. getting older and even I think being with uh, in a relationship with somebody who's a little more introverted
0: and so that I'm, I'm sure that could be part of it yeah <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: that app though by the way it's I'm a huge fan of it it's called coughivity and it's a little app that sits in the toolbox or toolbar by the clock on your Mac I don't know what it goes if you have a PC um, and you can just toggle it on and off by clicking it. And it simulates, it's basically a recording, several hour recording of just coffee shops. Wow. So you can pick between like three coffee shops. And yeah, it's just white noise. Like you hear the espresso machine every once in a while, like clinking of glasses, murmur of like talking. Wow. And then, um, yeah, kind of <laughs> in my little home office, it makes it feel like I'm, I'm out.
1: They are somewhere. Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: I like the. I mean, your old office, Brendan. I really liked the idea of the co workspace. And Mm. so, to me, after losing my office because the building sold, like my dream for next space is more of a co workspace where it's like a bigger, more industrial building, maybe. And then there's different artists in there, just because we have so much to share and learn from each other. And then Mm -hmm. on top of it. I think working with other people during the day would be really nice since Mm -hmm. we don't really have coworkers um, unless you go into being like a bigger photography company and you have people working there. But to me, I'm kind of envious of my friends who are teachers or nurses or whatever their career is where they go to work and they have like solid coworkers and they really enjoy them. And then after work, maybe they're going out and having a drink with coworker. Sometimes I feel like photography can be so isolating if you're self-employed and you're one man or woman show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, And yeah. I, we talked about this too uh, a while ago about just how having someone to bounce things off of, like at least I know for me, I might get stuck on edit or Brandon might get stuck and like send me a text, like which one of these two edits do you like better? And you know, that's fine. But just to be able to lean over and be like, Hey, what do you think of this? That's, that's a cool thing too, you know, just yeah. to have a second opinion really quickly and easily. And then just to be, you know, kind of a, have this like synergistic kind of effect. Well, yeah. I
1: think the, the you also like you go through phases in your career, no matter what. And I think when you're first starting, the idea sometimes of working maybe with another photographer by your side might feel threatening in the way that <laughs> your competition, yeah. even though you don't have to look at it that way. But we really I mean, Brandon, you're my competition in Monterey. like <laughs> it's true. and and, yeah. and I don't have to think of it that way. It can be just there's so many weddings. there's enough work for everyone. But I think depending on where you are in your security with yourself and your business, Like, that's when you'll choose who you might wanna have around you. And to me now, I'm like, I don't care if I don't book that wedding, but I have someone to talk to and like sit by me. (laughs) Like, who cares? That's great, you booked it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I would say the same thing. I found that to be more helpful in the past couple years of like trying to get to know and and, um, have community with some other video people. And I don't know if it's selfish or not, but just feeling like you have somebody you can go to if um, you know, maybe uh, you know, God forbid, something goes totally, ro- totally wrong, and you y- you know you need someone to help you with something or whatever, it's good to have that community. You know, I don't know that competitiveness doesn't doesn't really benefit anything. I don't think.
1: No, I mean, when you're Brandon or I, where you've been renovating a house, sometimes you're like, holy <laughs> shit, that person just booked all the weddings this year, and I didn't book any. So you're competitive, like that competitiveness, can come yeah. out certain times of the year based on certain stuff. But no matter what, there's so many weddings. Like, there, there's like a hundred weddings every weekend, probably in Monterey or oh, something crazy. It, and so, yeah, therefore, yeah. there's so much work that it's stupid to even have that mindset. But obviously, we're all in it sometimes for ourselves, which is the wrong thing. Yeah, attitude. I mean,
0: <clears throat> I think that there's taken too far. Like, I know that there's that community over competition movement. And I, I think taken too far, it can be awkward because you're, I don't, um, I think taking too far could be awkward, but I think that the way that works, I think for me and maybe for you too, is at least having like two, three, four, five, like people who are kind of similar, have similar style to you, similar um, like way of thinking and um, run their businesses similarly, just so you have like somebody you can like vent to if you have a bad experience or check in with like, hey, you know, this year we've talked about like how it seems like, work is lighter than compared to yours in the past and just like just bouncing that off of somebody else who you know is similar to you so that way you're kind of comparing apples to apples just like overall like am I doing something way off like is my pricing way way wrong or mm-hmm. am I kind of in the ballpark and it's just something that's sort of like systemic this year and having that as, I mean I've asked <laughs> I've sent you so many texts where I'm just like <laughs> frustrated about about like bookings being low or something like that. And you usually talk me off the ledge or I have like (laughs) talking to wedding planners even, and just, just asking them, um, you know, like it seems like bookings are low. Like what's, what's kind of going on and just hearing them say something like, don't worry about it. It's like, it's like that for me too, Mm -hmm. on my end. And it's like that for everybody that I've seen. Um, or they'll tell you your pricing is way too high and you need to fix that. If you want to be booked more, just things like that. It's nice to have honest feedback from people who, understand inherently what you're going through who have been there themselves before um and you you know you can you can close yourself off and you know build walls around you to protect yourself and under the banner of competition but at a certain point you're just gonna live in a vacuum and that's not healthy
1: that's what i think though when you have a home office especially Mm -hmm. when you first start for the people that are starting it can feel like the walls are up around you because you you are trying to fight ahead of like that person who is your competition and so you're kind of building walls not purposely Mm -hmm. but that happens and so i think it's something to be so like careful of and observant when you're beginning to like make sure that you are reaching out and starting to email people in the area and like try and get out of the house and meet other people even if you feel like they're competition but eventually Mm. they might become your friend like brandon and josh
0: yeah Uh,
2: (laughs) oh for sure i i don't know i i think like the alternative of just being very alone and sequestered and everybody's your competition everybody's Mm -hmm. kind of out to get you seems like a pretty like sad dark existence it doesn't That's a
1: morbid thought
2: yeah i don't know i i think it's natural to think of people as your competition uh, to a degree but um that's just human but like yeah to to keep that going even once you've maybe found some success or something just
0: seems silly on so many well there's a difference between you know competition and like calling somebody your competition but then vilifying them are totally opposite things but i think that they often get commingled a lot of times where they view competition as sort of like the enemy that needs to be destroyed right and that's not it at all i think that competition you know when i was working in the same space with anna it was really great having somebody literally whose desk is right next to me but also the person who's maybe answering an email from a prospective bride who had also emailed (laughs) Mm -hmm. me kind of a thing like it's that close as far as like the competitive definition goes but what's great about it is you just end up talking about things and sharing stuff with each other and growing with each other Mm -hmm. like working on pricing together Mm -hmm. and you know at so maybe you're you're two of two in like this little competitive like ecosystem in that bride's mind. You know, it's it's just YouTube, but in, in like the broader like photography market and um like geographical area, you're just you're two among dozens and dozens. And so being able to I don't know help each other mm-hmm. like. In that- competition
2: kind lifts of, both of each other up it, it, it can just spur you on in a good way like if you're getting kind of complacent and then you see someone else who's really maybe growing Holy. or expanding or whatever you're like man yeah like that i need to kind of step up my game too like in mm. a good way just a positive competition kind of like spurring you on to be better i've seen that too with people in, in in like the creative professional world i'm just like you know like i always try to do my best but then there's like i can you know i can do even more or I can, I'm seeing people that are doing more than I thought, you know, someone like me could do. And so it's, it's sometimes that competitive kind of like a healthy competition is, is, is good, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, it's what pushes all of us to like strive to your next creative level. Cause I think otherwise you can stay in that box of like, Oh, I'm comfortable and this is easy and I'm killing it because people are hiring me. But when, (laughs) once you have competition and people are putting out new websites and they're taking their work to the next level, I mean, you're kind of like, oh, I don't just get to sit back and collect money anymore. Like, I better (laughs) step up to the plate. (laughs) Well, that's a
0: good point, too. Like, when you're in your box thinking that you're killing it because you're getting hired a ton, but then realizing that you're charging like $2,000 below what you could be making. Um, You don't know that unless you talk to somebody else and it's like, oh, shoot, I've been working for a discount for the last year thinking I've been doing great. Mm. So I think that one of the things that should be considered when looking for an office is how much these things actually cost. I feel like when looking for an office originally i was just focused on the rent number and totally forgot about all of the i not even forgot just like for some reason my brain compartmentalized differently the amount that i'm paying for rent but then the amount of other things that i'm paying as a result of having an office which made it much more uh, expensive than i expected it to things like Internet was like internet an extra hundred dollars, yeah. But I'm also paying for internet at home, so now I'm paying for internet two places. Yeah, and Business internet, business internet, which is even more expensive for mm-hmm. what you get. I think I'm, I was getting eighty down at home and eighty down at the office. But the eighty download speed at home, megabits per second at home, was costing me like fifty nine ninety nine a month. Whereas the same thing at the office was costing one hundred and twenty. So it's a, it's a ton of money when you. Compare the two for what you're getting. Um, that, <clears throat> parking, if that's an issue, or if, if you have to pay for parking, depending on where you are, a lot of times really cool offices also have parking problems um, just by the nature of where they where they are located. Um, a couple other, two, uh, insurance. I had to pay for insurance separately for... The office, which is crazy. Utilities can sometimes be a thing in addition to rent. It wasn't for mine, but I've heard that it is for some people.
2: And just gas getting to and from. Yeah, totally. Time that's lost. Time to and from. So there's a lot of other intangible. Yeah. So I
0: think though my rent was four hundred dollars a month, I think at the end of the day I was paying pretty close to five hundred and seventy-five dollars, pretty close to six hundred bucks. Yeah. So it was just like an extra, almost two hundred dollars, just ghost expenses that I didn't anticipate.
1: I mean, I think though, and maybe this is because I pay a lot of money in taxes per year, that to me, my office at, say, $600, which mine was really close to that, Mm -hmm. at least my one office in Big Sur was close to that, that that money is so well spent. Oh, I would
2: say that too, yeah.
1: And at the end of the year, when I'm writing that off, I'm like, that's my best write-off, because (laughs) for me, it gives me mental clarity just having Mm -hmm. that space, but at the same time, like. I've had two offices at the same time, and living in Big Sur, going to the one in Big Sur that's right, you know like ten minutes from the house, versus going to the one in Carmel that's an hour from the house and has horrible parking. And if I do go there, it takes me half an hour to find a parking spot, and then I'm walking probably five blocks to try and get there, that eventually I stopped going to the one in Carmel. Mm-hmm. And the one in Carmel's the one I had first, so I, I I went there all the time to begin with, because that was my only office. But then once I got the one in Big Sur that had parking, was close to the house, it's like every day I would get up and go there. And then once I lost that, I started to realize, like, oh my gosh, having that space was so ideal, because yeah. um, I didn't realize that that stuff matters so much. So I do think when you get an office, the logistics of it and making sure that it is somewhere that you're actually gonna go to um, without losing a bunch of time of your day trying to drive there, find parking, yeah, yeah, and all that kind of for stuff. Sure is pretty critical Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure
2: yeah convenience and i mean like there's some element of um you know we are or at least brandon and i've always talked about just like being able to monetize time like your time is worth like could be worth a dollar amount and so all that to say i mean i still even all the costs and time it takes it still is very worth it for me having an office a separate office um, but, yeah, you have to take all those things to, into account. So there's some, like, the conveniences that you have, I know you love, like, for your office, right? I mean, just to be able to get in and out really quickly and just quick do. At home?
0: Yeah. Right now I like it because I can, well, working, again, like working on the house and everything, it's before having a home office, it would either be because there's so much overhead in getting to, the office downtown i'm i might as well stay there for the entire day right yeah <clears throat> and so some of the consequences of that would be basically having like full days of full days of work or full days of working on the house and never like a mix of the two and mm. i i would just end up that either the house would house progress would go really slowly or i would spend more days on the house and not work as much on photo work and I like being able to sort of mix the two, so it's like, oh, I have an extra hour that I wasn't anticipating. Like before coming here to record the podcast, I was able to like do an hour's worth of work instead of.
2: That's the one thing I do miss is like last night, like I was home at like six or something, and I was like, you know what, I I feel like I could do a little more editing, and so that is like I would say the one con for me, but there's so many pros for me that, but I I do I do feel that yeah yeah,
1: but also like you have so much equipment that is in the current office we're in. Um, Versus like if you're a photographer and you have a laptop, like you can have your home office. And Mm -hmm. if you have the luxury of having an office outside your home, Mm -hmm. it's ideal because then you can work from both as long as the office you're going to. Unlike Brandon's, which the parking was like a two hour time limit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you have an
1: (laughs) office where you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff, I think it's super helpful.
0: It is for sure. And the other thing that I totally didn't expect having an office away from home is how it affects my diet like, all yeah. of a sudden, I'm eating or I'm looking for things that I could either m- make with a microwave or that didn't involve any cooking at all, or that I... Wait, you're talking about at, at your office? At the office. When you used to have the uh, office? Yeah. Oh. And, and so I would, I would eat, like, either really unhealthily or I'd eat really, like, I'd eat the same thing all the time. Okay. And the burrito? <laughs> yeah. The, it was above a Mexican food restaurant, so that place got a lot of my money, and... Um, yeah, it's been great working at home because I can like make smoothies Healthier. or I can just kind of eat leftover, like whatever. So it's a little bit cheaper in that way. I know these are these aren't like big deal things, but I didn't realize how much it affected me. So I think that the perfect solution for me in the fullness of time would be having like a big like shed sort of building in the backyard. Mm, yeah, that'd be cool. So it's home, but I could literally walk away from my living space mm-hmm. and enter into a space that's just organ or, like just set up for mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Um and then mixing it up with like going to a coffee shop every once in a while or
1: Yeah.
2: And or I think it's worth mentioning too just like life stages is different. Um right now, you know, you're living alone soon to have a new roommate and a wife and then <laughs> it be, it
0: changes dynamics a little bit, you know. Very much so. So, that's something that I've def I've definitely thought about. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know yet if it yeah. would be a distraction to right. Be able to get work done in a place where you know you're living with your. Spouse. You don't have to worry
2: about that yet, but I'm just saying that those those things matter and they
0: change how you interact with. For sure, or even having kids, like that will be a kids, thing someday. Yeah. And you know, if you have a home office, yeah, that'd suck if they decided that your external hard drive thing was a toy. And <laughs> yeah. so having a having a space we could physically separate your gear from mm-hmm. the grasp of little kiddos. I'd yeah. be actually interested to hear. Maybe we can drop this in the subreddit um, whether or not like how how photographers who have made the transition to having a family mm-hmm. and had a home office, like what they had to deal with oh, or what yeah, kind of struggles that they went through or wasted. That's to a adapt. great question, yeah.
2: Yeah. And then Evan, are you, you were with you and the dogs and then...
1: Me <laughs> and my dogs. You
2: got, you do know, you're... <laughs> and you're, my cats.
1: Well, like, I mean, it, I think it all depends on the dynamic of like what your partner does during the day because like my boyfriend works a normal job and so he gets off at like 4.30. So he's gone all day. So it's not like I was necessarily bothering him by being home in a space but his like that house is smaller so if we did both work from home we would have you know gone crazy I think when you have like a house that has an extra bedroom or your office can be outside of like the main living space that it's more doable but like I have a friend who's a photographer in a smaller studio and I know it's like a one bedroom small apartment it's hard for their dynamic because his stuff is like in the living space and drives his wife crazy by having that in like their shared common area. So I do think it all depends on the size of your space and what your house looks like, what your partner does for work, or are you both working from home? Like, I don't know.
0: That's a consideration too that I didn't think about. But as a photographer or videographer, there's I guess two formats of office that you're kind of choosing between. And they have like pretty big cost consequences on depending on which way you go. But you can either look for just the editing cave or you can or the other option is like a finding a fried. space that you can shoot in, oh, which so is yeah. oftentimes like a lot bigger because backdrops and lighting and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I think I've always kind of just been looking for an editing cave, but I guess that is, a lot of photographers could be out there looking for places to shoot in too. Mm-hmm.
1: Or editing cave slash like place to meet your clients.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Place to meet your clients.
1: I mean, that's what my office was.
0: Yeah. You know. Really? But then Did you so many
1: people, especially in this area or Big Sur, are... Flying in its destination wedding. So oftentimes I didn't even use that space to meet clients, but I set it up visually as like a welcome to my comfortable, cute office.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you, huh? So if, I never even thought about having clients meet there, but I guess you'd use it for preliminary meetings, like inquiry meetings and then. Yes, you'd and also both use it on my offices
1: have always been places where I've met. Oh, cool. I mean, that's part of I mean the gallery was like a gallery and office space, so we had the couch there and then when I opened up my own office it was like editing cave yeah. and couch to meet clients. Huh. And so I've always had clients meet me at one of those spaces. And now that I lost my big star office I still have the gallery in Carmel and so at least I have a couch there that they can meet me at.
0: Yeah, how does um, that work out? Do you like that more than meeting somewhere at a coffee shop where you can both like leave?
1: I definitely like it more because when you walk into a coffee shop you don't know what table's gonna be there. Like yeah. I mean you can try and get there ahead of time but depending on how busy it is there's no noise around us. I have my, like you can store your albums there. Whatever you're gonna <laughs> present to them, you have it all and then on top of it, I mean those spaces for me have my photos on the wall. So yeah. it's like, Here's my framed artwork, whether that's weddings or landscapes or whatever it is. I mean, it's pretty professional engaging yeah, mm-hmm. when someone walks into, like,
0: sure. oh, this is
1: all her stuff type of thing. Hmm. Um, yeah. Did I mean, s- obviously, the office, I think in Carmel, which is ironic, but I think that space impresses people in the way that it's like, oh, she has a space in downtown Carmel, even though the rent that spot was cheaper than my office in Big Sur, no way. which, yeah, you wouldn't think. Yeah. But I mean, it's tiny as a shoebox.
0: Yeah, but it's it. If it wouldn't be Carmel if it wasn't a tiny shoebox, like totally. everything. That's kind and of and we got a really good deal. It. Yeah. yeah, and it's next to that really cool Mexican food place now.
1: Yes, it yes, is. but I never. I don't go there because I the parking.
0: So I'm just curious as somebody who hasn't had. I've always met clients in coffee shops. When you meet them, do you have like coffee for them or things?
1: Um, things no. For them?
0: you just meet and we talk.
1: just meet and then i mean i'll show them albums or hmm. whatever take notes that type of stuff but i don't buy them coffee so
0: i've heard of some photographers who do at the end of the wedding when they deliver it they have clients over and they like give them wine and like watch through their photos on a tv and stuff have you heard anything like that
1: no but also <laughs> i mean i can't imagine doing anything like that only because that seems like so super cringe. narcissistic yeah. on my end <laughs> totally. but i'm just not that way um but at the same time, like my clients don't live around here. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it yeah. was like I was shooting your wedding, like that'd be fun if it was a friend, but well, ultimately it, that, I don't know. I'm too gonna, shy in the way of like, yeah. here, look at my artwork and uh, you. Yeah.
0: I was impressed with my stuff.
2: I was wondering too, just talking about that, because I have that same experience where most of the couples I work with are flying in from somewhere. So I typically just I'll have a phone call with them, but that's usually <laughs> it. Um, like what, how many, like. Rough, like percentage-wise, do you think you actually meet with your couples before shooting them?
1: Um, You know, it's surprisingly low.
2: Yeah, for me too. Yeah,
1: I mean, every once in a while, when someone's coming in for like their tasting or their meeting their hair and makeup trial, they'll want (laughs) to meet with me. But it's probably like maybe five out of the like 60 couples i wow. work with that's, that yeah me that actually have like a wedding meeting that's what i mean, I mean. yeah i'll do engagement shoots with some of these yeah. people but that's probably only like
2: but i mean like a wedding meeting like yeah a, like a
1: wedding meeting is really low yeah. when i first started which was 10 years ago crazy <laughs> wow. um people did meet and I don't know if that's just because of the internet, like there wasn't as much social media there's marketing and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and so people did want to meet with you so much more.
0: They want to get versus to know now, you. now,
1: but maybe that's also cuz I was young and new mm-hmm. that they're like, "Oh, we doubt you. We need I to meet you." And now it's like culture has
0: shifted though. Yeah. Yeah, I think that now that people have even via Instagram or Facebook made legitimate like friendships, I think yeah. that people have started to passively understand that you can trust people that you meet Online, totally
1: yeah. and then i think your instagram sometimes especially like instagram stories because i don't post anything personal on my page necessarily but like my stories can be more personal which therefore shows that i am like a real human who does live in the area that yep. i'm saying i live for and sure. like yeah, yeah, yeah it validates it a little bit but i mean for you it's different too because you don't do engagement sessions That's so true. it's not like you're gonna meet them that way See?
2: no and yeah for sure
1: how, for brandon how many engagement like out of the couples you're working with who you're shooting their wedding how many of those people do you think you're meeting ahead of time doing engagement sessions with
0: engagement sessions only half maybe less less than half a third maybe. Yeah. yeah it's actually not that much um but that's also for the same reason a lot of them are flying in and so
1: they're like, like let's far. do that for
0: some reason like illinois like new york yeah. like those are, are your the,
1: engagement sessions included in your package so they used to be there anymore oh, okay. and they
0: used they used to be and then i changed it because well they used to be and people if they as stuff as clients became more and more out of state they would start asking if for a discount or something like that if they didn't oh it turns out we can't do an engagement shoot can we just like get the the credit back but i didn't really have like an assigned value to it it was like all Mm -hmm. kind of baked in or it would be something like they would never get around to doing the engagement shoot and so then they would ask if they could have the equivalent in print credits Um, or if we could do a shoot for an anniversary it got really messy so then i started doing them separately because of that and it's been great
1: yeah so i feel like now maybe offices because i do think there was a time and a place where it was like you had an office and you were going to like meet your potential yeah. clients there and they were going to interview you and they were going to see how you presented yourself. <laughs> yeah. And now I feel like you don't really need an office for that at all. Maybe yeah. it's more just peace of mind to get out of your house.
0: Oh yeah. The editing cave. Yeah. I will say that is one of the downsides that I run into meeting people at coffee shops is the table hunt. Yeah. Looking it's for It's too seats, stressful. Like hoping that there's three or four and like clustered together.
1: Yeah, i mean it's so peaceful and calm if they just come into your space yeah and it's like presented i especially know my big star office i mean people would come in there and they're just like oh my god i can't bl- like i want my house to look like this <laughs> like this is such a dream i mean mm-hmm. people always like felt so relaxed in there i mean i think with the people that did come to my office i feel like the booking was an easy mm. like yeah
0: right that's a good point that's true i got you <laughs> i think i think what you're doing is yeah. or i think having that space to meet people is a really good idea if it looks pretty and it's representative of yeah. you and your aesthetic i think if that's, you
1: can that's get awesome. them in there to meet you
0: <laughs> exactly yeah remember my old office <laughs> the, the the luau furniture in the lobby that part kills like that's what was nice about your office in big sur is that there was no you didn't have to rely on the building owner or the the uh, landlord to like have good style that matched yours, you since they entered in from the street basically or the parking lot, you controlled everything from when they walked through the threshold.
2: So Did you have clients come to that office?
0: I didn't. And most of the reason was because of that, because (laughs) it was like weird, you know, you walk above the Mexican food restaurant and then you walk through the golf green carpet and luau furniture and then you finally get into my office. But it just, I don't know. It just didn't have the experience that I wanted people to have. Yeah
1: sometimes it's more for us basically yeah (laughs) i love
0: the idea of doing that though i think that that's pretty awesome and
1: i mean it was fun yeah i miss it so much Mm.
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: but it's all a learning curve and sometimes you have to go through having an office to not having an office to realize like what you need and don't need i mean it really gives you clarity about what's important
2: yeah Mm -hmm. definitely does i actually did that once with my i have had this office for like six years now but I was debating getting rid of it. So, I like at the time brought my iMac home for like a week. And after that, I was like, nope, I need my office. Yeah. I like, mean, I tried just it.
1: getting out of the house. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I had my office in Big Sur for four years, four and a half years. Yeah. And then my gallery in Carmel, I've had for eight years. So, I've had a place to go for so many years now mm-hmm. that this last year, because I think it was September or October when I lost my office in Big Sur. So it's been however many months now of working from home like the first couple months going into winter time i was kind of okay with it because i'm like whatever it's are home and it's cozy Mm -hmm. and then like as it got nicer out i like i just have watched my mental stability like (laughs) drop and like become depressed if i stay home all day like i just feel sorry for myself which is so stupid but i'm just like oh my god i'm just at home all day i haven't seen a single person Mm Like yeah. not good for me, and right. that's probably because for eight years I experienced like leaving the house and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's just your own, you know, personal, uh, you know, personality and just your yeah. Like, I'm, what a, you need. I'm a
1: people person. Like I'm not meant to like be in a box <laughs> <laughs> by myself.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: don't ever put me in jail. <laughs> I'll that's lose good my to, mind. <laughs>
2: it's good to figure that stuff out, know that about yourself, and then you know move forward accordingly. You know. Yeah,
1: and I think when you first start. Though too, you are so much more okay working from home. Depending, like, if you're a people person like me, like I was okay because I was so fixated and so focused on getting a business going. Mm -hmm. Like I had so much energy to like just sit there and like work for eight hours straight. Versus now, like my business is going, Mm -hmm. and so I don't have to work as hard as I did back then, and I don't have that drive force. So being at home can kind of be like, okay, now what?
0: Yeah, (laughs) totally
1: like what am i doing today
0: yeah
2: (laughs) i'll just say that the one thing that came to mind is that just that your state of mind and thinking about like you know talking about like mental health and stuff um (laughs) uh for me crazy i mean i got an office as soon as i can and then it was a good thing for me at least because then it was like a motivator because i'm like i have an office i better be working as much as I can in it, and also if I'm just sitting at home or whatever, not working or sitting doing anything, not or sitting in my office not working, I'm like I'm throwing money away. So for me, I got it. I was you know reasonable about it. I didn't just start throwing away money. But as soon as I could get an office, I got it, and it I, for me it made me feel more. Um, it did make me feel a little more professional, a little more like. I guess established or whatever you want to call it, but it's also just a good motivator to say like, I need to be working because I have the office kind of a thing. Yeah, I if that makes I sense. Can see that. Um, so that was a that was like a nice kind of motivational thing for me of just like I remember if I was like sitting at home for a day, like I still have to relax. But for t- for too long, let's say that I'm like, man, I'm paying for that office. I gotta, I have to work. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think there's something too about like humans are just weird, but. Ultimately, everyone who has a like eight to five, nine to five job, Mm -hmm. it's like, all I want to do is work from home. Like, that's all I ever (laughs) want to do. Like, go do it. It's not as great as you think it is. There really is something about, I think, human society, just how people are getting up in the morning and they're going to work. So, when you're that person who is at home and it, it's multiple days in a row and you're not i mean you're going to work but it's in your house mm-hmm. there's something about feeling like you're not participating in society mm-hmm. which is maybe just evan's mental craziness yeah. but i really feel like it's not that you need to go somewhere every single day but it, there is something about like being part of that yeah like otherwise i think you kind of feel left out if you're home yeah. all week and like people are gone like your partner went and saw these people all day long and like worked outside the house and then you're like oh i've just been here
2: it can get to you (laughs)
1: again and And again
2: i'll say like i know brandon one thing that at least now that you do to mitigate that is you are always like going to coffee shops you're doing a lot of you're out and about a lot of the day aren't you i mean
0: yeah well part of the i mean i came from an accounting background and Which was very eight to five Monday through Friday, yeah. And it was it was so weird when I made the transition when I quit the (laughs) firm and started working at home. Like I remember even
2: yeah, you were. What did you guys
0: you and Zach used to always call me Bro Chill Brandon because it was I went from (laughs) I went from wearing like slacks and a shirt and a tie every day to my hoodie and (laughs) jeans, and yeah, it, it was a really really weird transition. But I found myself missing the ritual of waking up. Going to maybe the coffee shop by the office, yeah, um, and settling in for the day. I missed the, I missed almost the pang of looking forward to lunchtime and then <laughs> the afternoon slump. Like they're all things that I, I are just kind of nostalgic for. And so I think that having started work like after college, like starting work in an office setting, I think it'll always just stick with me in some sense. Where I'll always oh, miss like it
1: helped, yeah, that
0: ritual, yeah. And so. I will. Yeah, I'll go to coffee shops every once in a while just to sort of like, manufacture or recreate that for myself. But yeah,
1: well, yeah. and I see, I think that's the issue. I think it's all based on where you live, too. So, like, living down the coast, obviously, that you don't have, co- I'm, I mean, there's like a, one coffee shop that doesn't have internet yeah. type of thing, right? <laughs> and then ultimately, you're going to, if you drive an hour to town, are you going to waste two hours of your day driving back and forth to go to a coffee shop? But like, say you live in Monterey or like a place like Portland, it'd be so easy to go work at so many different coffee shops and mm-hmm. get that same buzz or feel of yep. like a routine. So I do think mm, where you yeah. live plays a huge factor maybe in a lot of that stuff. But I get envious of just like, which is funny, not en- maybe not envious, but some of my friends are teachers and they look, s- forward to Friday. Like they're like, "Oh my god, it's Friday," <laughs> or like it's spring break or, you know, summer vacation. Holiday,
0: memorial day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm
1: like, "Oh my god, I forgot that feeling and like how much like the last time I felt that was in college." Yeah. And how much I loved looking forward to like, "Oh, it's Friday." And now sometimes people are like, "What day of the week is this?" I'm like, "I don't even like what day is it? I yeah. don't know." type of thing. Like there is something about that routine that mm. I think human brains really latch onto if they can get it
0: so and like to your point about looking forward to what what they're really saying when they say they're looking forward to oh it's friday and looking forward to the weekend is i'm looking forward to the point where i can put work down or leave work behind yeah and as self-employed people we don't know there's how to do that. always yeah. work to do you can always be doing something and you always have the tool with you to do it which is your like computer well i'll say at least
2: for me that's one reason why like, I found a way to kind of fix that issue, at least somewhat. I know I always have my phone with me, but um, but during, I don't, I have a desktop computer at my office and I don't have any editing computer at home. And I've just made a decision to say, other than maybe even email, I try to not check when I'm at home if I don't have to. Um, but I've just made a decision to say, like, when I'm in my office, I'm like full working. I even shut off sometimes my, uh, phone unless i'm waiting for a phone meeting or something and then the you know reverse when i'm at home i'm like no work uh, for the most part every once in a while i'll have to do a little thing but um and that doesn't always work because sometimes there's are just like days where you're like okay i need to do a bunch of stuff at home too but in general like just saying making that happen and um trying to other than a couple small phone things, not work at home, like it's it's been really helpful and beneficial for me.
1: And um, probably for your relationship.
2: And for my <laughs> wife, yeah, she really likes that. And that's why like, we've just like kind of established when I'm gonna be working, and when I'm here, she like pretty much leaves me alone, it, it, you know, it doesn't bother me unless she needs something, and she knows that, and then when I'm at home, I'm like very present, or at least I try to yeah, be. Yeah, 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 um, which
1: I think is so important. Yeah. And it's easy to lose that when we do like, have a computer at home sure. or your iPhone which lets you work 24 yeah hours of the day
2: and I even think you can have a computer and phone blah, blah blah at home but you just have to maybe set up like okay I know that from uh, 9 to 6 I'm gonna be working and then anytime after that I won't touch
0: my
1: you know yeah. Lightroom
2: or whatever you
0: know yeah so um, boundary it's even difficult to separate from Instagram because it's easy to think of Instagram as like some kind of quasi work like it's almost Mm-hmm. Thinking thinking of it as marketing in a way yeah
1: holy, totally. i mean instagram in itself is a whole nother yeah battle. podcast episode <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah so i i try to not like even when i'm doing instagram stuff i try to do it here sometimes i do little things at home but yeah it's worked for me to compartmentalize work and home or work and relax and i think it's healthy for me just to like really know like when i'm at home i'm like And then also, like, there's a lot of things at home I know I wouldn't do if I knew I could do work, like cleaning and stuff around the house, so at least for me. So it's nice to, it works for me to know that when I'm there, I'm not working. When I'm here, I am working. And then when I'm here, if I am doing anything that's not work, it feels very odd and weird and like a waste of time then, because I know Mm. when I get home, I'm not going to have any time to work. So it, it works for me, and it seems to be, it motivates me to really take advantage of this time and
0: not, like... You know, dick around on the internet or yeah. anything while I I am here. So, no, oh, that's interesting though. Your brain is sort of attached what it should be doing to the space it's in. Yeah, yeah, which exactly. is
1: someone who has like a nine to five job. The beauty of it because hopefully mm-hmm. you can leave a lot of that at home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, another thing you said nine to five and that reminded me of one of our friends who is a videographer um, for a org- nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. but. I know that he, I used to actually be his roommate for a year, and he worked almost exclusively between the hours of four to two in the morning, kind of a thing, five to two in the morning. And so, one of the downsides of having like a nine to five or like a strict office thing is is that it's like if you if you don't work well because of the way you're wired between nine and five, it's nice being able to have maybe a home office or something like that where you could come like come to uh, go to a separate room maybe in the middle of the night and work or something
2: and i would say that too if i could have my way and that's (laughs) one issue i had with uh, my wife about saying like i work really good at night and she's like well i don't like being alone at night you know (laughs) and so we've had that talk and then i'm like okay i'll just like like i've never been a coffee drinker but now i drink coffee so i can work (laughs) normal times of the day to help her out you know and so i mean I agree with that, but also, you know, you have to make compromises and figure out how to, like, I don't love working nine to five. I'd rather work five to two in the morning. That sounds great. But, um, you know, I've figured out how to do it and now it works fine. I just adjusted my body to it, you know? So, yeah, but I know you're saying there's some people have those proclivities, but I think you can also train your body
0: too. For sure. All right. Well, I think that's a good stopping point. Yeah, so we'll get something up on the Reddit where we would love to hear your guys' feedback about um, your office situation and um, especially interested in how you um, make offices happen with kids and family too. Uh, Evan, where can people find you?
1: You can find my Instagram at Evan LaValley. E-V-Y-N-N-L-E-V-A-L-L-E-Y.
0: Perfect. Okay, you can find Josh at Josh Harney. Dot Yeah, dot biz. <laughs> you can find me at brandon not dot com and then on Instagram at hello brandon scott. That's all. Do Bye bye?